We're here today with special guests Sarah and Will Reed, designers of Project Dreamscape. Welcome to Design Diary, the podcast where you get to look inside my board game design notebook as well as what's going on inside my head. We look at a new word each day from the sense of mechanics, tone, theme, or inspiration for a full game. Today's word is... Conciliate. Appease. To gain as goodwill by pleasing acts. To make compatible. Reconcile. To become friendly or agreeable. Now, I've heard of this word before, thankfully, and I hope, you know, you guys have as well. (laughs) Uh, I've heard of conciliatory. Interesting. So, that would be the root of that word. I heard of it because I used to work in uh, foreclosure law, and they have conciliation conferences where you try to work with the uh, borrowers in order to have them, um, you know, save their home. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Yeah, so... uh, I know when I heard the word, it made me think of the um, experience I try to go for whenever we do uh, positive loops in games, uh, because uh, mechanics are fun in and of themselves, but they don't necessarily lead to the best experience. And so, therefore, I need to have a, a good idea as to what that experience that I want is. And I believe conciliate really is the word I look for when I want an experience to feel good with the um, uh, positive loop uh, feature thrown into any sort of game. Yeah, because that's one of the things that we really like is positive loops to us keep the games going forward. And so that's one of the things that we look at in game design is we want the game experience to keep going forward and have a more positive Uh, feel to the games but in doing so we also want to make sure that the players are feeling well everything that conciliate means is they want to feel good about it they want to feel reconciled they want to feel that your move is an exciting move just as much as the one that they're planning to do because that makes everyone at the table well just happier so um i did have an idea for a game that I'm still trying to figure out what would be the best way to approach it. Essentially, it would be a take that game, but flip it on its head. And instead of take that, it's a have this. Oh, that's great. So uh, person A does something to person B that not only gives them something, but makes it so that person B is more effective in the game. And so the end goal is to be the person at the lowest because that's the person that gave the most. Uh, and I, I know that three players is probably necessary for the, the bottom range of it just to have enough dynamics in there unless you um, heavily add in some sort of uh, AI. Uh, so while yeah. I was toying with yeah while I was toying with that idea, um, I just decided to make this giant um, Euro-style game (laughs) with as many positive loops as I possibly could where everything that you do helps everyone. And and there are a few loops that may just help yourself, but you'd create a business which creates another action space for other people to use, and then you'd also build new rules into the game to change the dynamics and you'd build on on basic squares to make them more exciting um of course i looked at it and it's like i 
I don't want to prototype this. I know, <laughs> it's, yeah. It's so massive. I, do you play two-player yeah, a lot? Yes, because uh, uh, Sarah and I, uh, because I have a vision disability, it's really easy to play at home where I have all my equipment and, and such. So the easiest player count for us to play is always two. Yeah, so one of the things we've noticed so far, our games actually lean towards being best played either two players or solo because we've been really working hard on making games that have solo and I get to play test that part, which I really love developing. But yeah, mainly we're doing two players. So coming up with a concept that's minimum three players, one that makes it difficult for us to play test. Um, but then it also doesn't really fit in with what we want to put out there. We want to put out there more good two player games. That's what I'm all about right now is strong at, its player count or exclusive at its player count. Like I want a game that's two player only and is amazing at two player only. And I don't want like the three player that's okay variant. I say it's better as just being two player only than having a, a weak three player or a tacked on four player or even a like a funky solo. Like I'm, I'm all about yeah. just I love a solo only. And I love a two player mm-hmm. only and I love a two to four player. Like those are like my like what I'm like from publishing, that's what I'm looking for now, but it's also just what I'm excited about right now. Yeah, just recently we had a uh, game, uh, Haven's Vault, that we had been heavily playtesting and we were doing uh, up to four players and, and it works, but the problem we kept running across was the downtime between turns was just killing, killing the game experience. So we finally made the tough decision. It's like, you know what? This just a two-player game. It works so well. We have uh, strong solo rules. We have strong two-player rules. It works really well back and forth with a two-player. If if it's not your turn, you're thinking about what you're doing on your turn, and then all of a sudden it's now your turn. So it works really well. Just now we just don't know what to uh, do with it because well, while while you're looking for two-player games, most publishers are not looking for two-player only games. And that's the the answer that I got. I brought my game Pocket Kingdom to uh, or Puppet Kingdom, not Puppet <laughs> Puppet Kingdom to uh, Unpub this year. And it's two-player. It's a good 45 minutes to an hour, thinky two-player game. And a lot of people were just like, well, there's no publishers that will do this. And I said, yeah. well, that's great because that means there's there's a market that's open. You know, Or there may not be a market, but there's a there's a position that's open for that, that, that strong two-player game. That if nobody's doing it, then somebody should be doing it. Yeah, uh, I was watching a video. Um, <laughs> this guy, Jim Sterling, yeah, very boisterous opinionated reviewer is entertaining as I don't know what but uh he was talking about the video game industry and um he made an analogy with uh, pasta sauce uh prego was being outsold by ragu back in the 70s and uh they brought in this guy to make the perfect pasta sauce and what he ended up telling people is uh and he learned this from his dealings with uh Pepsi is like there's no one answer. There's only perfect pasta sauces. And so he made up a whole bunch, t- tested them out, because Prego was even doing uh, taste tests and taste testing and found that their sauce even tasted better, but Ragu was still outselling them. Well, his conclusions was to look at the characteristics of the sauce, and people liked traditional, people liked spicy, and people liked chunky 
Now, there was plenty of traditional, there was plenty of spicy, but no one was making chunky. Ah, interesting. So, $600 million later, (laughs) yeah, they found a niche, they filled it, and it's not because there's not a customer base, it's customers just don't have the option, and if they get it, heck, they're going to be happy about it. (laughs) <laughs> well, it's kind of like that thing, like, like where do you open, like, a specialty record store? You do it on the same block as the existing specialty record store, and then people are going to come to that block for records. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew that uh, uh, rising tides raise all ships? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Let's work together and, and <laughs> make it better. That's cool. So the one thing that's interesting, though, is is positive player interaction, which which you guys are all about. It's hard in two player. Like how do you like you're pushing the one person, you know, up the one other person. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, one way that we typically do it now, because we have to do so much with two player, is we make an interesting action that's really good for you. And good for everyone else. Yeah. So that's how we sneak in that feeling in there because people don't mind if you have a good turn because when you have a good turn, they benefit. They're still benefiting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. And so it, yeah. And then the trick of the game is then figuring out is there enough dynamics there that you can actually make make real differences based on the way you play and the the skill that you bring to the game. Yeah, because this reminds me of two games that I've really been uh, attracted to l- recently, and it uh, Dice Forge and then Card uh, Card Kingdom Valeria, Valeria Card Valeria. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> Valeria Card Kingdom. Okay, too many different words, <laughs> but what they do that I really like is on everybody's turn, everybody gains something. Now it it can make it a little messy to try to keep track of. Is it my turn? Is it your turn? But I love that positive loop of it's possible for you to be building up and you're not just sitting there twiddling your thumbs and you're actually gaining stuff. Granted, uh, with both of them, it's random because it's dice based. But then you're like, oh, you got to roll a two. You need to roll a two. Or with Dice Forge, you know, I need that side that has four money. If I can get four money, then I can on my turn buy this thing. And I love those those games for that player interaction of everybody gains and I think that's kind of where we come from is you can do it in a two-player game it's just whatever the benefit is it's greater for the person whose active turn it is and then lesser for everybody else or in a two-player game the other person I did something like that in my game Blood Royals where you're rolling up to five dice on your turn and you have a variety of ways that you can use them if you roll one die you get to choose any face except for the top if you roll two dice you just get them. If you roll three and you roll any set of doubles, your opponent gets one of those doubles. And then as you get higher, the opponent gets more. So if you roll four dice, you have choice of any two dice, but your opponent gets the other two. And if you roll five, you get... It's crazy at five. Uh, but the more that you, you take for yourself, the more your opponent also gets on your turn. And that's two-player only. So mm. I wasn't thinking of it in a heavily, like, I want to make this positive player interaction, but I did want to sort of buff the the active player a little bit. So I sort of took it from the opposite end where I wanted to bring down the active player by sort of bringing up the their opponent. Yeah, cuz cuz you want the essentially what you want is the opponent to be excited on your turn yeah. on the 
So that way you have that intense interaction and engagement on every aspect of the game. Um, we approached uh, on Project Dreamscape um, one ability that on the surface seems mean, but has a sneaky element underlying it of uh, that uh, conciliate uh, its night terror. So in Project Dreamscape, you have a currency of a Z stack, and these are just the face down cards in front of you that you tap as money. Yeah. And um, uh, night terror, well, makes an opponent discard one of those. So on the surface, oh man, you lost some money. However, at the end of the game, you score and subtract however many Z cards you have. Ah, uh, yeah. So. Right. Not only are you maybe slowing someone down at the moment, but you're essentially giving them points at the end of the game. Yeah, it's like a, giving them a call, right? Right. Yeah, and everybody during playtesting, oh, it was so crazy. Everybody's <laughs> like, can I night terror myself? And we're like, no. When they finally caught on to. Yeah. Yes, once they finally caught on to, oh my god, I just gave my opponent points. They're like, I want to do it to myself. And we're like, no, that's not how the card is balanced. <laughs> that's it's awesome. It's this way for a reason. But it that was so many questions of, oh, I'm going to night terror. Oh, nope, it says opponent. You have to do the opponent. I love this because you kind of want to just sit there and be quiet and wait for them to like find it out on their own. And sometimes you just want to be like, no, <laughs> yeah. here's why. Yep. Well, it's and, and teaching people that game at the beginning, we always say at the beginning of your turn, you have the option <coughs> to take a Z card. And people are always like, well, I'm just going to take a Z card every single turn. And I'm like, don't forget, they're negative points at the end of the game. And I will repeat myself several times. But until it gets like over halfway through the game and then they start realizing, oh, no, they've got 10 yeah. Z cards, which is way too much. And they're going to get negative 10 points. Yeah, so. Please, someone night terror me. Please, <laughs> someone night terror me. That's amazing. Yeah, the other weird thing about that, the weird thing about that game is, uh, the, so the base has eight different abilities and then we have a few more uh, in the box. But um, when people started playing you had groupthink that always came up. And the funny thing is, it was never on the same ability. Wow. So, uh, yeah, so this is a different way, I, I guess, conciliate works. Because everybody agree, agrees. So, so it's like subconsciously. Like, they didn't verbally say, oh, we're all going to think this ability is the best. But, like, one person would outshine, like, they would take on to... Um, I can't even think now. A shifting shifting dreams. dreams. Yeah, and they would use it in some awesome way, and then everybody around the table would see that, and now they're like, "Oh my god, this card is overpowered!" Everybody was trying to use that yeah. card, and so we'd get like when people would play test the game, you know, separately from us, they download the print and play. We'd get feedback: card A is overpowered, card C is overpowered, and these were different groups, and each group said a different card was overpowered. <laughs> and it took us a while to figure out what was going on until we finally actually saw it in our play tests. Then we finally saw, oh, unfortunately, the game suffers group think. And here's the thing. The person that usually runs away with the game is the person who can break out of the group think. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's neat. That's a fun game. I played it with um, Mike Mullins. He had... he. Whenever we get together, he brings the best games, and that was one of them 
that I think we got together at like a Dunkin' Donuts to do testing, and he always insists that we're not going to... Before we test any games, we need to play published games. And that was one of the ones he brought that I was oh. just like, I need to find this, and I need to buy it. And, you know, I, I do. I absolutely need to find it and buy it. <laughs> I think we might have a few copies left. We yeah. can talk about There offline. we go. We can, we can work that out. We Let's, can conciliate. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Bring it all back. Well, I want you to tell everyone how they can get in touch with you, follow you, and uh, find you online. Well, um, I'm the face of our duo, so you can find me on Twitter at EuroGamerGirl. Um, that's mostly where I am. I'm not on BoardGameGeek as much as I used to be, but my username there is SilvaShadow, S-I-L-V-A-S-H-A-D-O. Otherwise, I just write a lot of Lego articles, so you can find me on the Brick Blogger oh, uh, under it. the contributors. Very cool. Well, thank you for doing this. Yeah, we this. have two very expensive. <laughs> What's that? I was just saying we have two very expensive hobbies, Lego and board games, but we love them both. I have a storage unit that's almost exclusively filled with Lego that not only is Lego expensive, I'm paying to store it every month. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Ouch. But I do know I could sell it and probably make my money back at some point. Yeah, at some point, yeah. (laughs) All right, well, thanks again. This was really fun, and we'll do it again. Bye. Bye.